Well, hello, everyone. Hello, everybody, one and all. I'm Welcome Dave. To, I'm Jeff. This is the Two Half Squads podcast. Uh, next to Joe Rogan's podcast, it is the most popular podcast on the internet. Indeed. And now with the difficulties that Joe Rogan is going through, I think we're the biggest now. We are. Not difficulties, but, you know, there's stuff going on. No difficulties. Yeah. Not when you're making a million dollars every hour or whatever he's making. We make almost that. Pretty close. We do. But this is still, we're coming up on our 14th year, our 14th anniversary, the one and only podcast dedicated to the greatest game in the world. Jeff, do you know what number show this is? Uh, 290? 290. Yeah, 290. Not 290, but 290. Yeah, yeah. I can't, don't want to dwell too much on this, but wasn't it just 200 a little while ago? Yeah. Well, let's see. Was Remember, about, we were like, are we going to keep going? About 90 episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, we were wondering. We Incredible. wondered that at 100. Should we keep going? You did then. I was still going then. Yeah. This time and, I was like, eh. And most people agree we should not continue. So, uh, but we did anyway. <laughs> If we have to suffer in our lives, everyone else should suffer too. Yeah, that's right. And this is the show. It's a madcap, fun-filled hour of quips and tips, puns and guns, comedy and strategy. Indeed. So here we go. Good to see you, Dave. How Good are to you? see you. Uh, I finally got the bed out of the out of the guest bedroom. Um expecting my tables gaming table which is going to be about a year late oh nine yeah. months late uh so now guests, guests have to sleep on the gaming table is that it up in the kids rooms because all the kids oh. have left now except you know oh, okay. one so you know push the mattresses up the steps down here myself i almost called you remember bringing down your gym equipment to the basement yeah. yes <laughs> i went Jeff owes me. I, he got to come help me get this thing. So I got yeah. it up the, just the five steps, but it was kind of, the mattress was kind of tough. I would lift it at the front up a step and then try and grab it from the back and push and it would fall back down. And then I made it. And then Megan came tonight and we took it up to the boys room and it's temporarily stored there until we figure out where we can donate it or whatever. So anyway, looking forward to getting a gaming table someday and making a little room here. Got room to move a shelf in there. Well, is that where the gaming table is going to go? No, it's, it's staying going. here. Yeah, it'll be room. in the main room. Yeah, yeah, so then this table goes out. So, uh, and this table is the Madiers, our friend's kitchen table that we like, took over here. Well, they might want that back. It they might. They changed their decorating. You know, all the trends come back into style. So. Yeah. Yeah, and thrifting is very in now. People aren't buying new stuff anymore. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure they are, but thrifting is the way to go. Mm -hmm. And how are you? Uh, I am well. I went to the doctor the other day and saw the doctor. And more importantly, he saw me. And I got a glowing report, which is always that's, nice. So I'm good key. for another, yeah, good for another six months. I'm feeling good about that. Ah. Mm-hmm. So now I need to start smoking and drinking and chewing tobacco or something. No, no, you don't. <laughs> to celebrate. I watched all that jazz with Megan. I had to fast forward through some nudity. Um, 
that's the she, best part. She would laugh. I'm like, oh yeah. Um, but it, 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 it I always, I, I love that movie. It's a little over the top, people say, and Bob Fosse, but it's about him living that lifestyle. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. He'd, he'd wake up, take the amphetamines, uh, Alka-Seltzer, look in the mirror, showtime, folks. The eye drops. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. And, and they ran that little motif like over and over. Yeah. And of course, he's just deteriorating through the. So don't don't go back to that lifestyle. Okay. All right. But he sure does. Uh, he makes it look good. Yeah. Yeah. And I like watching all the shows where there, there's always lots of alcohol flowing. It looks so good. <laughs> but it's not. Okay. I'm just oh. drinking tea. Oh, good man. Yeah, I'm drinking vitamin C water. Mm. Not C, mm. not seawater, but vitamin oh. C not salty no water here's to your good report cheers yes thank you link and drink clink and drink stuff. yeah we gotta gotta remember that well so, yeah so here we are we're we're moving into spring and uh pretty soon i think dave you and i are going to get back and do some live face-to-face -face gaming yep pretty soon i think it's time yeah well we're still we're doing our star wars role play yeah 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 but time ASL. to get back and do some ASL. Feeling it. Yes, because you've been in outer space for a while. Yeah. Empires and Star Wars. You know, and and my with my my basement here, kind of my office has sort of expanded onto the gaming table. I feel kind of bad about that. So I have four monitors and three computers on the gaming table, and then two more computers uh, and five monitors over on my main desk yeah you'll, you'll I, have it's to. getting a little out of hand so i need to get some serious uh yeah rearranging sure. done here and get for ready sure. for some asl well should we don't jump into some letters let's do it's been a while since we have had them and so let's play the opening song dancing that means it's time for letters oh let me i think i have a letter oh i was going to share my screen but i can't you may yeah, oh no you you don't trust me i do which no i don't shall i make you host that's okay it's all right but Adam is looking very young in this video. He is. I have a letter. Oh, actually, we had a rally well contest, Jeff. I'm not even sure you knew because I put it on the YouTube video. I don't remember where, but it said, hey, send us an email with rally well in the subject line and you can win rally point. Volume 13. Yanks are coming. Donated to us by Matt Zajac. Zaycheck. Thank you, Matt, for that donation. Thank Thanks very much. And the winner was Richard Blasco. Yay, Richard. So I sent that off to him a while back and uh, just let you know, you never know where the contest is going to appear. Maybe it'll appear on the screen below me on the YouTube. Maybe it'll be announced somewhere else. Who knows? And yeah. I have a uh, comment from Andrew Stewart who said, top interview, referring to the Mr. Swan interview. And he said, so much fascinating future product coming up. Yep. Thanks, Mr. Swan, for that great interview. 
That was a very good interview. I've got a letter here from Grumble Jones who says, Jeff, I would recommend the DVD series for The Gallant Men. Uh, I was saying that I've, I've been on my treadmill and I'm looking for something to watch. So he's recommending The Gallant Men, which follows an infantry company during the Italian campaign. I, I, you know, I was recently on an Italian food campaign. I don't know if you knew that. No. Yeah. Trying out all the pizza places within 20 minutes. And you were in Italy a while back. And I was, yeah, two years. It's been two years, two years since we got back. Anyway, he says, I believe the division is the 36th Texas division. At least that's the patch they wear in the pilot episode. It's good stuff and available on Amazon. Personally, I enjoyed this series a bit more than combat, but of course, both are great. And he goes on to say, Dave, sorry to hear about your mother. Prayers for you and your family. And Merry Christmas, guys. We're just, I guess we're just getting caught up with that. Thanks for another awesome year of podcast. Let's enjoy the holidays and vacation in a Russian village. Cheers. Uh, does he mean a Ukrainian village, soon to be Russian? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, if you're Russian in the bathroom, and finish when you're done where are you or what are you should i answer correctly or say i don't know you remember correctly i do yes european there you go european (laughs) well uh jeff do you want hold on so uh does anybody i'm just curious if anybody has heard of this show called the gallant men i actually just looked it up on imdb and it's not coming up how can that be i don't i do not it's an international movie database how could it not have gallant men on it i do not know so but do you want victory at sea dvds no i think i have them okay i'll donate mine they're they're like two bucks on ebay you can't even sell them so yeah all right oh you have a little more on your letter there yeah, he says, uh, YouTube, a, a YouTube watcher named Wardrobe says combat would be a good one. You guys are great and so good looking. Oh, I guess this is separate from Grumble Jones's. Okay. Yes. We are good looking. Uh, and he goes on to say, I would love a tour of what's on your shelves. And then I wrote, let's do that. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> um, not today, though. Not today. I just worry people will want to come steal all my gaming stuff if I show everything. Yes. I probably a silly thought though. Including me. But if you keep that bed, keep the mattress uh, on the stairway as a blockade. Yes. That don't help. Keep coming down. Do we have a voicemail from someone? We do have a voicemail from... From Michael Sprague. Let's listen. Hi, guys. Mike Sprague from the Yankee ASL group here. Just want to drop you a note that hopefully you can hear on the show soon. The 26th annual Nor'easter tournament is March 24th to March 27th in Fairhaven, Mass. I know it's kind of far for you guys, but maybe someday you can join us. As of this call, there's about two months to go, so there's, but there's plenty of room. So if you're interested at all, please head over to yankeegamers.org, and you can check it out and sign up. Or you can visit our Facebook group, which is ASL Nor'easter. So this year we have our usual five-round tournament, main tournament, and the scenarios are already, sorry, scenarios are already been published for that up on the website. 
we're going to have a Friday and Saturday mini tournament as well, which will be published in those scenarios soon. And we're going to be starting kit friendly as usual with our professor, Mitch Abrams, who's going to be available on Saturday to help match up players, do training, any kind of topics people are interested in. Or for Friday and Sunday, myself or Carl can match people up just as well. So if you're interested at all, or you just want to check things out, please go to yankeegamers.org and give us check, give us a shout or sign up. Thanks again for the great podcast, guys, and roll well, and I'll hopefully talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Someday, okay. Jeff, we will. But everyone else, you all got to go now. Go this year. Yeah, thank you, Michael, for that. And hope you have a really good turnout this year. Yes, I have a comment from Hexes and Soldiers. He said, I think Dave drank too much holiday nog. I think so, too. That was because of my singing. I sang the song as the Irish guy. I loved that. That was a very good performance. So that's what he at first I thought, what is I wasn't even drinking. Like I haven't drank on the show in like a long time. What yeah. what is he referring to? <laughs> <laughs> and I figured out it's the song. So also I would like to thank Gordon, Mullet, Francisco, Jay Wallace, and Daniel for subscribing to us on YouTube. And Gordon for also supporting us on Patreon. Uh, thank we you. love we love those Patreon supporters. I mean, we love everybody, but uh, especially our Patreon supporters. So when it gets down to it, and like we've got the boat and the flood is there, and we're allowing people onto the boat, mm. the Patreon supporters get on first. Yes, that's fair enough. It's just the way it is. And we would like to thank Nathan, Greg, and Lee Miller for their donations. Oh, thank you also. I think all on Patreon. Yeah. And then Mark Drake wrote to say, I pulled up your podcast tonight while doing housework and discovered where y'all talked about my saving Priot Ryan scenario. Mm. Glad to hear somebody played it and even more importantly, had fun with it. Thanks for trying it and giving it some airtime. Been a while since I tuned in, so I was overjoyed to hear y'all discussing it. The scenario can also be found online at my tactical gaming website, and we'll put a link in the show notes for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep up the great work on the podcast, as it is the only one I ever listen to. And Happy New Year. Indeed. Yes. Or actually, look, I think the link is on the show. Well, if it's not there, folks, check the previous show where we discussed the private right. Okay. I'll do it. I'll try and do it again. Yeah. Indeed. I have a comment uh, from john payne who said great fun guys i was willing to let your hatred for the lost cat slide jeff but when you guys described dick van dyke killing the bird lady in mary poppins i i had a traumatic moment so we're very sorry about that john yes <laughs> later he says you mentioned a hero cannot change the covered arc of a gun because he's not a superhero now if a hero rolls a subsequent heat of battle and gets another heroic result, do they become a superhero? Quiz show, Jeff, yes or no? I'm going to say no. That's correct. There are no superheroes in ASL. And, and Dave Crater recommended uh, that I that I paint a snow tiger when I was showing my winter minis, you remember? Yeah. He loved my minis, so thank, thanks, Dave. And I think the snow tiger is a brilliant idea. You, I can't I, believe you don't have one. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't think of that. I got a white fox. I got a white little rabbit. I got the um, snow owl bears and things. But yeah. 
Yeah, you should paint that before the, all the snow tigers are gone because of climate change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we don't mean a tiger tank, right? Paint a white, like, winter camo tank? No, but that's not a bad idea. You could do that, too. I've got a letter here from Kenny Smith, who said he's trying to obtain a copy, tree, a, a copy of infantry drills from the old ASL web index. Oh, so if anyone knows where we can find that, let us know and we'll share the information. Infantry drills, you know what that is? No, I think it might have been that early step-by-step um, -step guide to something from the old ASL web index, but if anyone knows. Okay. And Tim Smith said, wrote and said, thank you very much for the new link to the Spilkey charts. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of uh, requests from the Spilkey charts. I've got to figure out how to update that link uh, to point to the latest version of those. I just started listening to the podcast, uh, listened to the last one and then started at number one. I'm really enjoying it. Ooh. I've played war games since the 70s and played Squad Leader and its gamettes for years. When ASL came out, I got the whole set of rules, Binder, Beyond Valor, and was too intimidated, so I never played it. Lost it somewhere, and now with MMP republishing and all this support available, I'm starting up again. Just ordered my starter kit one, should have it by Tuesday. Thanks for supporting the game and its players. Welcome. Welcome That's back nice. to the back to the fold yeah lucky tim he's got a lot of good listening ahead of him he said he started over again that's fantastic yeah. yeah well we have i have one from lance men he said enjoyed the show keep up the good work i'm back in the philippines now do you know of any opponents in the archipelago <laughs> so archipelago Ar what yeah. are you laughing about uh nothing i uh, nothing archipelago uh, we do. Um, we need your permission, people, there to pass on your email. So email us, and certainly, very. Um, there's other people like Hong Kong Wargamer around. So yeah, let us know, folks, if you'd like us to pass on your information to Dave. No, from Lanceman, who is now in the Philippines, uh, and. This was posted on the YouTube uh, show, so notes, corrections for us. So 20 minutes and 20 seconds in, he says, you said a berserk result on a heat of battle has changed to battle hardening for a unit in a pillbox. This only applies to the Japanese. And I thought, no way. And I double-checked him. And, of course, guess who's right, Jeff? Me or him? Him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's great that people are listening closely enough to catch these things and then kind yes. enough to send us a correction. You bet. Really, and, really and good. Post it right there. You can post it on the podcast page or you, you can post it on the YouTube page. And also at 25 minutes and 20 seconds in, morale level ceiling is 10. I was saying like, if your uh, morale's a nine and you are fanatic and then you're something, you might be higher than a 10. So, you know, you can't be, I guess it hasn't come up in a long time and I forgot, it's a, it's a ceiling limit. Except, and he put, except for like in Spinal Tap, they go up to 11. Right. 
And I'm sure people have heard us over, I'm sure we've said it many times, but if you want to really learn the rules to ASL, you should not be just consulting with the two AF squads. <laughs> no. So if you go to a tournament and somebody keeps challenging you on everything you do and you keep telling them you learned it from the two half squads, that's that's on you. Mm -hmm. We wash our hands. We have we take no responsibility for the presentation of anything on this show. We have warned you. Yeah. So so be it. So it is written. So let it be done. Let's see. We have an announcement from. Uh, oh. Mr. You'll have, you'll, you'll have to find that in our mailbox. I'll put this out while you. Ah, here we go. This just in from David Goldman. Please consider the environment when printing this material. No, that can't be it. Uh, I assume it's, there's an announcement here. Oh, this must be it. Oh, oh it, it's two unopened uh, emails. I, yeah. didn't know, I didn't even open it. Willkommen in Chicago, the 2022 EASL Open, which starts Monday, March 14th. Each Monday, new matchups will be emailed. So this is an all online event. It's an EASL. That's right. So anybody can participate anywhere in the world. That's assuming right. You're a Assuming your electrons travel at the speed of light, it'll just be like being there. He wants you for the EASL Open. That's right. The, the ESL Open, ASL Open is a six-round tournament, one round each week. March 21st and April 11th are two weeks. Yeah, it's got to be stretched out yeah. to give people time to play. And there's possibly a seventh round if there's more than 64 participants. The fee, now the fee is, this is steep, five. Five, dollars. and the phi comes before the fo, and the fum. Yes, and you have been, you have been drinking, haven't you? No. Fee is $5. <laughs> All registration fees will be given out as prizes. $100 to first place, $50 to second place. $25 to third place, $10 to fourth, as long as the money lasts. Wow. It's kind of like those kids who make like a lot of money playing those online video games and tournaments and stuff. Now yeah. you can make like half a million yeah. in the ASL tourneys. That's right. So there's a form and we'll, uh, or, or you could just email uh, Frango 1000, F-R-A-N-G-O 1000 at sbcglobal.net. And I believe we also have, we can put a link to the uh, website. Yes. And we tweeted it out already else. Yeah. So the ESA ASL Open. A little sad that, that it's got to be that, but uh, it makes sense this year. Yeah, we, we can't get any interviews. Yeah. Well, um, Lee Miller says, uh, I'm back for my second time. My love-hate relationship with ASL continues, but oh, not man. with you guys. So keep up what you're doing. And he says, Jeff, he's with you on take the lost animal signs down. It's been long enough. Actually, the cat sign came down oh, recently. Oh, I think well, it I got, hope they found I, it. I, I'm, I hope they did too. But it had been up for three and a half months. 
and I think uh, a plow took it out. We had some snow a couple of weeks ago, a decent amount of snow, and I think a plow took the sign down. See that news reporter get hit by the car? That young no. lady? No. Yeah, that young lady. You can find it. Just, I'm sure just Google it, but she what, un, claimed to be unhurt. She, like, boom, and then she got right out. And then she got up and was like, wow, a car just hit me. Um, it just shows you the dangerous driving conditions. And then she kept going. Really? Yes. And then wow. the guy's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah. Um, the lady didn't mean it. It was an accident, I'm sure. <laughs> it's funny it how crazy. that happens. You know, like if you're walking in, in a busy street and you trip and you fall and it's embarrassing. So you get up and you try to pretend like nothing's wrong. Yeah. But, you're, I, but, but you're like your legs turned on, turned around backwards and your knee bends the wrong way. But everybody's like, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. And suddenly you're limping and then you collapse in a heap. But it's uh, always that embarrassment that somehow you get up and keep going for a few steps anyway. Yeah, I always say, uh, I meant to do that. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, professional. Jeff, you can see I updated uh, the pictures I said I told you. Am I? The other side. Should have closed my door. Yeah, this one and this. Oh, my head's in the way. This this one and this one used to have a white border around. I'm like, yeah. For those of you who are, who are listening and not watching, Dave is tying himself up in knots, trying to point to the pictures behind him. You can always go both ways to find the wizard um so his look Lord of the rings pictures his it, uh, brother's a, hildebrand yeah i got him back up and i improved him thanks to you for that gift of that hildebrand book no well not all mail comes in the email i got a package jeff free a package. you David got a package Look, merry belated christmas two half squads what could it be dave do you know it's, what it is ticking it's from dennis donovan oh dennis Probably one of our longest, greatest supporters. Yes. Oh, I gotta be careful with this. Along with Rich Spilkey. Oh, oh no. guess what? Remember? Hey. Well, what is it? Well, remember talking on the show? Oh, Butterfingers. What we wanted for Christmas? Candy bars. Oh, and Peter Paul Mounds candy bars. That's upside down and backwards and off screen. But other than that, it looks great. Oh, it's an Almond Joy. You said you wanted Almond Joys. Yeah, I think I did. And I wanted Butterfingers. This is the so, greatest day of our life. <laughs> Isn't it? Free candy. And another dice tower. Oh, with the one dice. Dave Timonen gave me. Now we have two, so we each can use our own dice tower. Unless you want to take this one to your house. Oh, then we have to play there. I'll have to bring Dave Timonen's over. Did you know he got me this dice tower? I did. We had yeah, to talk about nice. it on the air. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. That's a lovely dice tower. Well, thank you, Dennis Donovan, for that very kind, very kind thing. Can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah, really. Nothing says I love you like gifts. Speaking of, um, oh shoot, I think his name was Mark. Oh, 
his name I'll put here on the YouTube. Uh, donated Prokovorka. I'm sorry, donated what? Prokovorka. Oh. The new, the new game. Yes. And we'll, we'll get to that in a future show. Okay. And of course, our sponsor, Bounding Fire Productions. Thank you, Bounding Fire Productions, for your continued support of this podcast and for making great products. Indeed. And um, keeping us supplied with ASL goodies. Yeah. Like Such as Operation Neptune. Operation Neptune. Yeah. That's perfect. I, I can't see it at all. What's in the box, though, Jeff? Yeah. There it is. Well, what is in the box? Don't you have a box? Uh, well, what's in the box? Are we going to... Going right into what's in the box? I think so. What's in the box? Excellent. What's in the box? There we go. Got to get the proper effect. So, and we are very happy to have a uh, recent contribution from our friends at Bounding Fire Productions. Go to boundingfireproductions.com, everybody, and buy stuff. Even if you don't play ASL, you should go there and buy stuff simply because it's fun. <laughs> that looks really good, Dave. Dave's got a Operation ah. Neptune background on his uh, as we're doing our Zoom conference call here. So they sent us a copy of Operation Neptune. This just came out, didn't it, Dave? Fantastic. Absolutely did. You can get that for 60 bucks at the Bounty Fire website. Tell them the two half squads sent you and it, it'll just mean a lot to somebody somewhere. Uh, and it's $60 for the United States and 85, did you say, for? Overseas. For overseas? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and what's in the box of Operation Neptune, Dave? What can you tell us? Well, I know there's a map board because I had it up behind me earlier. Yeah, so Operation Neptune is this historical um scenario and campaign games, scenarios and campaign games covering this particular action later in the war where the British are crossing the Seine River, chasing down the, yes, your hair looks great. Okay, good, thanks. <laughs> Just checking. Um, British crossing of the Seine River, chasing the Germans. And it comes with, did you have, did you find the list of what it all comes with? Why well, I certainly did. Um, you know, Mike Rizzi was telling us there was a PDF version of this somewhere. He did say that, yeah. From Dave Lamb, who made the thing. Uh, I can't. I never heard of that one. Maybe when he's on next, he can show us something from it. Yeah. But this, I think, this is the product made into an official with quality everything here from Bounding Fire. There also was a Operation Neptune published from Critical Kit. It is uh, had um, it was made by Andrew Saunders and Nigel Brown, and it had overlays and uh, was kind of the same action here. So that's a little history of that. Um, oh, apparently, there's a, there's enough interest, and and the situation is interesting enough for Bounding Fire to come out with this new product. And it looks beautiful. 
So it comes with a very nice map, which I'm showing here visually. This is not your typical uh, 22 by 36 inch map. This is more, I'm going to say, uh, 30 inches square, probably something like that, with the Seine River running through it. I assume that's the Seine River. Yeah, that's. I like that river more than the Insane River. Yes, you're insane. Yeah, I'm over that joke. I just made it up. Have you ever, have you ever heard it before? <laughs> uh, not since third grade. But I just uh, made it, it up for real. Um, well, I, I can tell you the, yeah, what you get here is you get that gorgeous, gorgeous man. Yeah. And 10 scenarios, which I'll review in detail in a moment. 90 full color die cut counters, which seems like a whole lot, but really it's like a half sheet of counters. Uh, it said 90. I'm like, oh, we need to get, we don't have them all. 32 full color five eighths inch counters and that uh, map and the rules that describe the map terrain. And is it a campaign game, Jeff? It is a camp. There is a campaign game that comes along with. Excellent. And a, a chart you're going to show us. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what we have is the cover sheet, some instructions. I should say there's some rule sections here that just cover some things like go into some detail on the slope hex sides. So there's upslopes and downslopes, which give you various advantages of lines of sight and so forth like that. Uh, not, a, not a lot of extra rules in this. It's just the up and down slopes and then some talk about combination hexes. So there are some hexes that'll have, for instance, um, a road and a railroad and a building in it, for instance, and just how you deal with those particular instances, which are a little unusual. You don't see those on the geomorphic boards, but on this historical map, you will see those for historical accuracy. And then, um, so just a few things like that, and then some details about how the campaign game progresses and how you do the refit phase and all that stuff. There's some extra chart, uh, chart not charts, but uh, sheets for keeping track of your campaign game reinforces, reinforcements for tracking those. For those people that like to do paperwork, you're gonna love this. And then some purchase, purchasing sheets for buying the different uh -huh. options of you get purchase points between each refit phase, et cetera, et cetera. So every game can be different just depending on what you buy. Personally, I always like to buy the flamethrowers. I don't know if there's any flamethrowers in here, but if there are, that's all I would buy. I would just buy all flamethrowers. I don't think there I like were, but there, I, there probably weren't any, but. You do like to burn things. I do. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's what's in the box. And, and the map, the this map is really cool. I think the map is cool because if you can yeah. see over Dave's shoulder if you're if you're watching this, both of the bridges that cross the Seine are. Yeah, out. I don't. Yeah, this one's bro broken up a bit here. Yeah, and you cannot cross. I think there was a, something about scaling the bridges. We'll have I'll have to double check that. Okay. And then is now is that. It's not a, is that the railroad bridge? Can you look at your map again? Is that? So, uh, yes, that's the railroad bridge that's broken. And then there's another bridge that is also broken, but it is spanned by a footbridge. So there's a road bridge, but it's broken, but you can get across with infantry. 
It just yeah, I think they vehicles across. Yeah, so if we look at the counters, uh, I have those. I have the counters, which are uh, nice little set. You got your allied control hexes, mm -hmm. markers, and also, of course, on the end, you have the directional markers. And on the back are the opposite, allied and axis. axis. Mm -hmm. Lots of those. My particular favorite is always the turn counter when it's unique. This is unique. And I guess this is probably the insignia of the German units there. Red line. Yeah, must must be. I don't have any oh, of this. Yeah, one. probably the same. Um, this CVP markers, I don't know. We don't, once we'll get into the rules, revisit this product, maybe interview Dave Lamb if you're listening, Dave. That will be cool. Um, the act counters and the footbridge, I'm imagining. Okay, now as you're going to see when we get into the scenarios in detail, you're going to find lots of, um, of scenarios with the bridges and some water vehicles. Okay, for crossing the, the river. Yeah, and then they gave us some moon markers. I don't know if these are unique. Full moon, no moon, scattered clouds, no clouds. Um, you know, there were some of these in like the original squad leader stuff. I yes. Thought. Right. Or maybe there was just one marker you moved along a, I don't know. We don't, I, we don't, we just write it yeah, out. Actually, I don't remember seeing moon markers in any of the stuff that I have. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, and then the weather cleared. I know there's weather counters uh, in, in the set, in the original sets, um, which are great because they remind you what the rules are for like, the mists plus one each six range uh, and so on. And there's these pontoon rafts that are on the back of these assault boats. We'll be wrapping up with a, a look at the scenarios that I recorded and let's hear what you have to say. Hey, thanks guys. Taking a look here at uh, Operation Neptune, the scenarios, uh, ON1, designed by our good friend Steve Swan. Uh, it takes place in Vernon, France, the 19th, 1944 of August 19th. And that is going to be a partisan action by our friend here, the partisan dude. Okay, he's going to be helping us out here. And the first one is freedom there's our little partisan friends again and uh this one's taking look get a little action a couple of trucks some truck drivers are not in the vehicles yet at start they're in the buildings or something and you got these five german conscripts this is a little action where the partisans kind of rise up and get ready to uh do some fighting the um Three French of the interior partisans here. You got seven of them and a couple DCs, which special rules we want to look at here are the, the trucks, the drivers start, the buildings have to be recovered, like picking up the support weapon. The uh, partisans have Molotovs, always fun. 
And the DCs represent anti-tank magnetic mines can only be used as such. And hand-to-hand -hand may be declared by the French and the partisans and the armored fighting vehicles have mechanical ability, reliability problems. And the uh, Germans want to exit and score more victory points than the French forces. Take a look at number two and wet feet, Operation Neptune number two, designed by Dave Lamb. And uh, you can see that's going to be a crossing on assault boats by the British. This force crosses the river. I think there's nine first line squads and nine assault boats. And then there's some dude shooting from across the river there, two Cromwells and a Sherman. The 76 LL gun is at the Firefly, uh, an 81 mortar too, so that's good fun. And little little crews kind of firing back with some machine guns. And then the Germans got some foxholes, some kind of modified tunnels, wire, AA guns, and uh, reinforcements, conscripts, first lines, you know, mix of German troops, two medium machine guns, and few reinforcements come darting on the board in turn three. So you want to practice your naval boat crossings. Then you want to play ON2. To win, the British have to take some hexes on the other side there and clear some Germans from around one of those hexes played on this part of the map. ON3 is stuck up. Oh, Stuck Ducks is entitled this. It's also by Dave Lamb. Um, the Germans, again, are defending the river, and the British are trying to come across here in ducks, but the ducks can't make it, and they get stuck and mired. And so then the, they go back to the um, South Bank, and they transfer to these assault boats is what the history of the story is. There's a a destroyed bridge that crosses here and some troops could try and cross there scaling the bridge and so on and so again you got a couple cromwells a couple big mortars and this force middlesex uh, eighth setting up there and then the eight squads trying to cross against the germans similarly with trench foxholes wires these tunnels a pillbox big mortar and the AA guns, and they also need to cross over there and clear the area around o, hex 020, an area like four or five hexes around it. So they're gonna have to be very productive there to win this scenario. Owen three, stuck ducks. And I think I have the correct photo here behind me for you people watching on YouTube, but the bridges collapse. And you can see it can kind of still be crossed there where they can scale the building. There's the tower on the church over there. Very cool. You guys can Google that at home also to have a look at these pictures. And then this little action here, Owen oh, 4, Valiant Sacrifice is going to have this little force of British with foxhole and uh, three squads and a half meters and whatnot going over to a building, a house, 
200 meters from the bank and digging in and then a counterattack with some Germans, just little six squads, got a little quick infantry action, three and a half turns. And to win the, the Germans uh, is, uh, to, to win the Germans uh, have to have no unbroken British multi-man counter on or adjacent to hex S22 and can't lose like eight combat victory points doing so. And then it is a night game. So you want to have a quick little battle to practice the night rules. You could do that. British have ammo shortage. Kind of captures the flavor of this scenario. ON5, also by David Lamb, sweeping east. It's going to take, you can see there's a couple of boats here, but going to take place clearing out this area. The Germans setting up north there of the river with a mismatch of squad types and a couple big guns, foxholes, a lot of trenches, a lot of foxholes, tunnels, minefields, a couple squads reinforcements come on with some very lightly armored, what are these, martyrs? Martyr and a PZA-2, but with big guns, and but with um, low ammo on them. And the British, with a lot of squads, well over a dozen, good leadership and uh, 80 millimeter OBA, high explosives and smoke, with plentiful ammo. Germans do get some hip for their couple, one squad. Guns cannot set up hip in this one. So uh, seven turns. And they have to clear out the a woods area, ON5, sweeping east, also making sure there's no like big guns or support weapons with normal range, having a line of sight back down to the bridge area on the river. ON5, sweeping east. ON6, sweeping west now is gonna be this part of the board over here on the left side of the big historical map. And the British are going to win by controlling greater than equal to 26 stone buildings or rubble north of the Seine out of 28. And some of the following hexes in the area. Um, same kind of a mix of conscripts, first line, second line, Germans, machine guns. Uh, Little mortars, Shrek is nice. Lots of foxholes, again, trenches, wire, 12 mine factors, some big guns and infantry AA8. And uh, two turns of air support that can come in to the game also. This time the British got about 16 plus squads crossing over there. The artillery is a hundred millimeter in this one and the smoke and high explosives, some reinforcements, enter turn one. Yeah, I got a lot of different little vehicles here. The British have the carrier, it's gonna be towing a AT gun, the Humbar, Cromwell's the big mortar and the stuff that's usually across, yeah, south of the river again, so. Having some fire support and then the troops coming across, sweeping to the west. 
oh, we've already gone sweeping east, sweeping west. What about the north area of the board? So sweeping north, ON7 again by Dave Lamb. No, Brian Martusis. We interviewed him also. So you have a very small little group of a couple of uh, half squad, a crew, a heavy, and a two AA guns, two crews held up here on level three hexes, which are way up back up in here. And then you have a um, hip group, two squads, basically machine gun mortar, and then some entering on turn two from the north edge. The British want to, with 10 and a half squads, light machine guns, mortar, a medium, and seven turns come on across, setting up on the, well, it's kind of the east side of this road, and then have to push in and take the north upper hill slope woods area back of the board. So very small defenders, big attackers, 10 squads, but some distance to cross. Uh, interesting thing about this scenario is the British can choose to mark up to two 51 millimeter mortars as smoke depleted instead of making a special ammo die roll. But in exchange for that, a smoke counter may be automatically placed in the line of sight and range of the mortar. No die rolls made and the mortars marked with a prep fire. So in exchange for giving up smoke options later, you can choose to automatically get a smoke where you think you need it most. I think those kind of rules are kind of nice. Otherwise, no special rules. Jeff will love that one. Sweeping north, ON7. Taking a look at ON8, a blow too late. This one by Rick Reinish leaves the uh, board that comes with the game and goes back to standard ASL boards 83 and 81. They're the two uh, mountain boards that get placed across like this. Uh, so you have a valley, and then the special rule, unfortunately, well, it has the both boards. Well, the hill hexes basically are all wooded, so it's probably easy to do that in your mind. So the situation is the Germans are trying to cross from east, I think, to west and get over to uh, the city of Vernon or Vernonay in, in France, there where those bridges are on the big map that comes with the game. And they have to exit 20 points off. And they enter with quite the advantage. They got a couple of Tigers here, the 88 L guns. Well, this other group enters turn five. So actually they only start with one of those big tanks and 10 squads against eh, nine, 10 British squads, but just with some carriers. Um, the historical note says that the British AT guns did knock out uh, that tiger, but uh, reinforcements are coming for the British. Turn six here, entering on the west edge of 81 and uh, turn eight, right near the end. So it's a 10 turn game, a lot of turns, but not a whole lot of units to be moving in terms of density, counter density. It's probably a game of how quickly do the Germans push this to try to get off these 20 points before more British arrive. 
Wrapping up here, ON9, an unexpected complication. That, that actually occurs to me with the uh, victory conditions, which are, you got, okay, first of all, we're not on the big map anymore. You have board 1B and 4B. Looks like a little Riley Road thing going there, but it's not really. Um, and you've got the Germans entering over on the west edge. North of the, oh yeah, north of the stream here and trying to exit toward the east. They, get, they win if they get six victory points and a victory point is an exit victory point of good order German infantry plus one victory point for each vehicle with a functioning main armament or AFE function main armament. So the scoring points are a little different than normal for the exit victory points. But then the, and the Germans start off with 16 squads, the usual stuff there, mortars, treks, light machine guns, machine guns, and some tanks, some smaller tanks, martyr, flat gun, a gun, mortar, infantry gun. They're trying to exit. So the complication comes in with the rule for the British. They have a main group that is setting up on the board and then entering some reinforcements, which has, you know, just for fun, the stag hound. The 12.7 main armament and uh, it's kind of a unique vehicle in the Humber, our AEC and uh, vehicles coming on. Not exactly funny, but different. But the way that group enters is based off of this special scenario rule. This group enters by whichever occurs first, turn five or the next British player turn after the Germans accumulate greater than or equal to 16 victory points. And a victory point for this rule is different than the victory points for the exit conditions up above. So for example, it is the victory point is for controlling aboard 4B buildings and then combat victory points plus exit victory points of good order German squads and uh, the vehicle thing on board 4B. Well, if they're in board for B and hex is numbered greater than equal to 11. So anyway, just a little bit uh, tricky to be tracking that and uh, breaking it up from the normal big board that you get with Operation Neptune. Next up is ON10. ON10, Chateau of Death. Picture of the chateau, I suppose. The um, scenario by Dave Lamb is as the uh, forces have moved well past the river crossing now. It's a 27th of August by this time. So all these happen pretty much between the 19th and the 27th of August, most of them on the 25th, 26th, and 27th. And you have some German uh, uh, units that are set up on the board. Uh, it's like 10 of them the usual uh, support weapons and a martyr and some half tracks 
and to win the Germans uh, win by controlling all buildings adjacent to K8. And this is a section on board 7A. I don't think I've ever played anything on 7A yet. And it has some um, buildings down in this area here, uh, which is like the chateau area, I'm presuming. And the British move first. They set up on board and come at them. They get reinforcements of carriers on turn two on the north edge. And um, they're not also carriers, but these are Humbler, Humber, and AEC. Again, as in the last scenario, entering from the west edge on turn four. The after action report says that those little vehicles helped a lot in turning the tide, and very well they could have, I suppose. So Chateau of Death, Germans need to hang on there, controlling all buildings adjacent to K-8 from the attacking British forces. And those are the scenarios of Operation Neptune. Operation Neptune looks like a good series of uh, scenarios. I love the board. Got most of the scenarios happening on those boards. You've got a huge variety from, I'd say, medium to large to uh, very small scenarios. You have one night you can do. You got a couple of boat crossings that you can do. How much fun is that? So there you go. The scenarios of Operation Neptune. Well, that was brilliant, Dave. Thank you. Very well done. I'm glad, you said, through those. I'm glad you said that. I hate, to, I hate when I have to say it about myself. About yourself, oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. I'm used to hearing that from you, but. Uh, yes. <laughs> so that'll wrap us up then. Yeah, so uh, great. That looks great. Uh, everybody, order Operation Neptune from Bounding Fire Productions. Let them know, you know, show them some love. It's sixty dollars. Send them a hundred. Yeah, that's Don't a good price. You. Yeah, it really is. It's a lot of stuff. So, until then, okay. yeah, I guess we'll that'll wrap it up for this time. Thanks Number for two. Uh, thanks for being. Remember to roll low, roll low, and rally well. Yes, but but not, not when you're playing, playing us. Bye, everybody. do roll low and may the dice be with you mm -hmm. and i objected to that for some reason and changed it to rally well there, there must be a reason you did just being picky i think I it was too common in those years maybe yeah, right maybe. people had it for everything like you know maybe may the star wars weary <laughs>